Hey there, everybody. It is the Water Trio time. And so we're coming to you with the astrology update for week beginning May 6. So welcome, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And how are you girls all going? Very excited for the new month. Like May is just nicer than April, shall we? So let's oh. get that out there right out of the gate. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you totally. think, Lacey? Yeah, yeah. There's some really nice highlights and, and spots in there um, coming up. So, yeah, so excited to start talking about that first week. Totally. So, who's going first? <laughs> uh, well, I can dive in because I sure. am really excited about this. I'm going to talk about Mercury conjunct Uranus, which is happening yep. at 3 Taurus on Wednesday the 8th of May if you're in Canada and the States and that'll be Thursday the 9th of May if you're in Australia. I feel like that's like my tagline now. I'm excited about this because it's the first time that Mercury has conjunct Uranus since Uranus moved into Taurus. I don't think, if memory serves me correctly, I don't think we had this last year. I don't think so either. This is a chance for, for Uranus to tell us what he wants in Taurus. So Mm. ideas, insights, and encounters that are going to happen midweek, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes, it could be a bit uh, exciting. It could be a bit fast-paced. It could be a bit chaotic in general because that's the astro weather. Mercury Uranus is like this massive mental buzz. It's like hyper stimulation in the mind. So yeah, there might be some sleeplessness because your brain is just buzzing. We've got all these ideas. Mercury Uranus is one of my favorite type of transit combinations where the mind shifts. And I always believe that change starts in the mind. So if you want to change anything in your life, you've got to change the way you think about it, the way you understand it. And that's why I'm really excited just even talking about this because the mental shifts and breakthroughs that can come through midweek are phenomenal. Huge, yeah. We can see your excitement, Kel. I know. I'm like, oh, I just can't stop talking about this. I'm basically channeling Mercury Uranus. Like, just don't stop talking. And the idea is that this. I totally love a Mercury Uranus too. Like, it kind of can clear out that mental fog. It's like, boom, boom, boom. You've got all these ideas and just like synapses are firing and everything's kind of working. Things come together and quicker than what we've had like after what two months of mercury and pisces it's just this is going to be just a thank goodness aspect you know (laughs) that was not going to be a g-rated word that was coming out of your mouth first (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) luckily like uranus (laughs) it worked quickly my filter between i could see i'm like oh she's changing (laughs) (laughs) i know i was just like yeah i will just put the other cast in her box for now so, I love it. And also what I love about this too, Kel, is that this actually occurs on the exaltation degree of the moon. It does. It does. So every planet has a special degree in each zodiac sign. Well, hang on a second. Each planet has one special degree somewhere in the zodiac where it mm. is said to be most raised up or most exalted. And the moon has that at three Taurus. So in yeah. traditional astrology, the moon was a planet that had a lot more to do with language and writing than we associate the moon with in modern astrology. And so the idea of Mercury having this very sparkly, you know, excitable, stimulated connection to Uranus on the moon's exaltation degree, ideas, communication, like finding the right words to say what you need to say, 
But I, I do think this is Mercury. It's a quick moving planet. He's giving a chance for the longer trend of Uranus in Taurus to show itself in your life. So the topics that you particularly want to focus on midweek, the things you find yourself talking about or thinking about, or the encounters that you have that might be a bit random that spark this new shift in perspective, that yeah. is actually what your next seven years is going to be all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's exciting yeah. time for the Uranus and Taurus uh, yes. transit, you know, with things actually connecting with it this time around. Totally. Um, those inner planets. That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to that as well. I think it's a really good one. Um, Yeah. But I know you gals have other thoughts about this week and other favourite aspects to uh, share. Well, hang on, hang on. (laughs) Because I'm the Mercury conjunct Uranus natally. Yeah, what do you Um, want to say about this, Lise? You should tell us. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, for me, I love everything that you're saying and all that it offers, and yet there is almost that sometimes the brain moves too fast. Sometimes I can't actually keep my mouth going up with it. So as a child, I actually used to stutter a little bit because I wasn't able to keep my mouth going with my brain. And a lot of people um, find me talking too fast and thinking too fast and I have to slow it down to keep up with them. So I just think that is the potential for this as well. Like it can be almost that mental overload or overload of stimulation. So definitely remembering to get back into our bodies, can't like take a breath. You know, if you're finding that people are like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Like I'm I'm trying to follow you. Um, Being with all of that as well. I mean, yes, it is in Taurus. So it is a more grounded, a more slow sign, but I just think Mercury and Uranus in any sign is going to be like those mental fireworks or mental gymnastics that we can turn that are awesome and can really help us think laterally and find new solutions to problems. Um, but just trying to be grounded in it at the same time and, and slow down the pace because it will be all over the place. Totally. I definitely think it's like an overdoing it quality. Mm. Um, and It'll be, it is mentally taxing. Like that's why I think people have trouble sleeping with things like this for sure. Um, Yeah, I certainly do. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it's Mm. awesome for the insights, but yeah, throw a piece of amethyst under your pillow. Um, You know, have, make sure you don't have any screen time before bed if the, if the sleep is, is, is I love your amethyst under the pillow analogy. I just have a wine. have a bath and then read myself to sleep which I've been which obviously has been happening to me since I was a baby I feel like the amethyst would be a bit uncomfortable under the pillow maybe just just a little chunk oh okay so and then you take it out and wash it because it draws out it draws out it yeah no not that (laughs) (laughs) well I mean and and not that either yeah (laughs) this is what I'm visualizing I'm like that's gonna I'm gonna feel that no, I don't have. I've like well, I've just got little chips being on uh, SoundCloud or <laughs> iTunes. We're all comparing the size of our rocks right now. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, mine is the smallest, so I'm feeling a little bit like you know. I'm well, just going to into my cancer shell now. I'll just have a moment. <laughs> Mine's the longest, and Leisha's is the biggest. <laughs> Mine's the thickest and the widest. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I... Okay, is there, are we making you blush? I cannot believe it that you're the one blushing right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... And now you know what you can do with amethyst under your pillow. And also, hello, Mercury Uranus. Conversations that are a little bit uh, off-colour, shall we say. And Venus's favourite side. <laughs> so on that note, Mate. should we talk about Mars Jupiter? yes let us (laughs) okay so um i always get a bit excited no pun intended about a mars (laughs) jupiter um aspect i think this is the first podcast we've really lost it (laughs) okay i'm I'm gonna try and like okay let's read it in mars jupiter tell us um because i'm at the helm of this episode so mars jupiter I do love this, um, you know, anything that, you know, Mars is about our passion and it's our energy, what fires up and what really gets our mojo on. You know, I call it that kind of, um, you know, your feet hit the floor in the morning, like what do you do first? So Uh that's kind of, you know, the Mars thing there. We, I think we've discussed this before maybe one time, um, you know, (laughs) I'm straight for the food. And um, so, yeah, I mean, and then opposing Jupiter in Sagittarius, you know, one thing I think that we're really going to see is maybe some, you know, fighting for beliefs or you know, arguing facts or opinions being inflated or aggravated in some way. So, you know, watch those Twitter feeds. They could probably go off. Uh, this is, what, May 6th. And, of course, it will be um, May 5 in the mm-hmm. U.S. And so we are talking about Mars in Gemini, Jupiter in Sag. So we have that air-fire component. So there is that propensity or potential for people to kind of like over exaggerate facts or opinions or confusing fact uh, for opinion um, and things kind of, you know, going really um, over the top there. But, you know, on a more personal level and an you know individual level, it can really help you decide or make a choice around, you know, what is worth fighting for and what do I really believe to be true or what is my dogma perhaps that even needs to be shaken up or you know sorted out a little bit so yeah that's my uh, little bit of my Mars Jupiter take and of course it's you know um, always looking ahead and looking forward you know this is also the axis that next year's eclipses will be taking place in so it's interesting that we've kind of got this little bit of a pre-activation going on there where you know Jupiter in Sag is really the only kind of you know, dare I say it, good thing going astrologically this year. So Mars coming along and kind of, you know, stoking that fire, it could be like a good thing too, like really getting you inspired or driven or motivated. Like I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it too. What do you think, Leish? Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, you know, I'm all Mars ruled, so anything that expands that, but it's <laughs> – what I feel like like the image that I have for this I don't know if you've ever been to Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park in London where there literally is a soapbox this is where they say they talk about people getting up on their soapbox and the crowd gathers around and they watch as this person just sits there and speaks their truth to the masses but often there's hecklers in the crowd as well 
So, these hecklers are like firing their small truths at it as well. So, it feels like there's this push-pull between a lot of little truths in Gemini and this one big truth that the, the Jupiter in Sag wants to find. So, it's it's trying to find that balance between the two because it would be really nice if there was one truth that we all believed in and we all followed, but there isn't. You know, the truth is subjective. So, it's about kind of being open to hearing from other people and, and listening to what they have to say but not using it as a battering ram to hit people over the head with so yeah Mm. I think as well and the drive towards the spiritual the drive towards opening up you know that Jupiter and Sag story that's been going on since November it's like this is a bit of you know an extra push an extra hit towards opening up any opportunities or things that you've been trying to work towards with that so yeah what about you Kel? Yeah I do think it's there's some good and bad if, if to use really basic language. I think that Jupiter is going to help maybe guide the Mars in Gemini. You know, Mars in Gemini has been really this scattered energy since mid-April when Mars moved in. Was it mid-April or early April? I beg your pardon, early April. The first when, of April. Yeah, when Mars moved mm-hmm. into Gemini. Um, and it's really been pulling us in lots of different directions. Like I know many of us are feeling this sort of heightened sense of like stressy, frenzied energy. And I'm hoping that the Jupiter and Sag is just going to kind of guide Mars. Like this is all these, this scatteredness is pointing towards this one goal or vision or project that you have. So there is a sense of being, being led forward with a, with a particular purpose Jupiter and Sag, on the other hand, gets a little bit disrupted, I think, by Mars in Gemini. So it sort of depends on the point of view that you take from this um, pair. Mm. Um, Like Jupiter can help Mars, whereas because Mars is a little bit disruptive, it's it's a little bit like, you know, that um, sort of cheeky or naughty kid in class Mm. that would be, you know, calling out things that were kind of funny, but were kind of pulling you off track as well. So I think Sunday the 5th, Monday the 6th, <clears throat> there's a little bit of a caution to try and stay in your lane or stay on target because the visual I get for Mars Jupiter is like an elastic band. You know, did you ever, did anyone ever play elastics as a kid yes. in school? Oh, yes. yes. Every right? day. I don't know if this <laughs> is an Australian thing. So some of our American or Canadian listeners might have to chime in, but yeah, you'd, you'd play your elastics, but sometimes you'd pull it, you know, people would stand too far apart or, you know, when things get stretched t- so tightly, they snap or they break or you trip over. And I think there is a danger of excess of trying to do too much or go too far or take on too many things. Um, so there's, 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 that's what I mean. It's a mix where there's some cautions, but there's also that idea of like feeling motivated to move forward with a big dream. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there can be a potential cutting of that Jupiterian yeah, exaggeration. Like and th- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see how that plays out because there are so many possible manifestations of how it can play out, mm. you know, positive and negative. You know, Jupiter's in rulership, of course, so it's got its kind of upper hand there. But it's interesting too, like this happens just off the back of a Mercury-Jupiter trine. So, you know, Mars looking to Mercury for guidance through this. So that happens the day before. And then, of course, Mars activates Jupiter. So, yeah, I guess it's just one of those aspects, you know, watch and watch and wait and see how it plays out for you. 
Yeah, and I think try not to get too swept up in things that are really big and just potentially kind of too big. Yeah, exactly. Like I often yeah. sort of when I see this, you know, I'm looking at that, I'm like, yeah, this, you know, something on the internet is going to be huge and everyone's going to have an opinion about it. And But what are the facts? And, you know, things can get really overblown. Totally. So whether that's in the astro community or the larger community, who knows. But, yeah, it's going to be, um, yeah, I'm kind of like looking forward to seeing how this might uh, play out. Yeah. So who's talking next? Who's the next Leashy. one to tell us all Leashy about Venus? Wow. about <laughs> Venus. Yeah, well, I'm kind of torn between the two aspects with Venus on Friday, um, you know, because she's it starts, especially it will be Thursday in the US and Friday morning here. She starts with this lovely trine to Jupiter. And this is just, you know, the two benefics in the sky having a lovely tete-a-tete in there. What a what Tete-a-tete. Or tete, I, I'm not even saying that properly, am I? Yeah. Come <laughs> with some good ones, Leech. come out with these things. <laughs> it's like it's from the French salons. I mean, this is what it feels like to me. You know those, um, the salon, the conversations that yeah, the, yeah. The, that in the late 1800s, this is the feeling of this to me, you know, going into a beautiful place with all these people that you know and having these big expansive conversations about the world and philosophy and and how you think and your beliefs and your spirituality and just the the beautiful flow that being with people of like mind and of you know like frequency can really help with and you know, especially off the back of, you know, whatever Mars earlier in the week was kind of cutting away with Jupiter and, and maybe impassioning. This is actually a time to bring some some joy and some sweetness back into those Jupiterian projects that everybody's working on and all the opportunities that they're having around this. So, mm. yeah, and I, I feel like, you know, like that the honeyed words of Venus are going to bring so much to Jupiter and what it, wherever that's been playing out in people's charts back since November. So, yeah, I just – I keep getting that image of a salon. Um, so, Venus yeah, what about you girls? bring a lovely balm to the situation that Mars has already kind of aggravated or poked a bit. Yeah, totally. Um, so Venus comes along and, you know, just adds a little bit of sprinkle on top, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. That It's one of my favorite aspects this month, actually, Venus mm. trying Jupiter. It's just a little bit of like a golden glow or, yeah, that sweetness, mm. that honey, the grease that makes the wheels turn. I, I think of Venus trying Jupiter as collaboration, connection, support with a little bit of like luck or opportunity thrown in. Um, mm. I'm not saying like everything's perfect, but I do think there is at least sort of one experience or event towards the end of this week where it's like, ah, oh, we got it, or how amazing that this worked out type of thing. Yeah. And that could be a nice aspect, you know, leading into the Mother's Day weekend. Oh, yeah, it is Mother's Day that weekend. Mm. Yeah. Because do you have Mother's Day at the same time in US Canada? Yes. Yeah. US Canada and Australia do the same time, but I, I think, think it's the Father's Day that's different. Father's Day is different, although if you're in England, their Mother's Day is different. They do that, I think, oh. in March, their Mothering Sunday. Yes, I can. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah, so I always find that interesting too that, you know, it's not a universal thing. Um, mm. But, yeah, so it's Sunday, May 12th, I think, is Mother's Day in Australia, Canada and mm -hmm. the States. So, yeah, there's no – I don't think there's any problematic aspects that weekend. So, 
No. no. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be a nice time for mums with Jupiter and Venus. Yeah. Maybe a, f- a few more mums get to do what they actually want this time, which will be kind of nice. Well, if we think and about And the dads might had- go out. Sorry, Leash. Oh, the dads might actually go out and, you know, dip their hands into their wallets with the uh, Venus <laughs> Jupiter energy and buy the mums a are nice you, are present. You, are you putting a hint out there, Leashy? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my husband doesn't even buy me birthday presents, let alone Mother's Day presents. So, yeah, oh, but he looks up. water for you. Yeah, and he's got the kids all weekend, so I can't complain because I'll be down at that psychic fair working. So You're going to be spend it with, with you, Cass. <laughs> Yay! That's <laughs> Yes, we've got a water duo weekend, so we'll we'll have mm. a great time. Yeah, we'll have what to call you, Kel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you're going away too, Kel, aren't you? You're having a girls' weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that the weekend before Mother's Day oh, weekend, so I'll okay, be home. Yeah. Um, I'll be home for the Mother's Day weekend. I was just thinking, like, yeah, the gifts, Venus, try and Jupiter, like, spend a bit on maybe a little bit more of a luxurious or, yeah, luxury or an experience. Like, I always, you know, sometimes mums often say, I just want a little bit of time to myself. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this sort of aspect would be great for sending mum out to the spa or giving her, like, the day off or what have you. I don't, not every mum is like that. Some mums are like, I just want to be with my kids all the time. Um, but but I Venus think and I Aries, it's like, more. I want to do <laughs> <laughs> Really? I don't know many mums like that. <laughs> like, but it's, it's definitely not an energy to go and buy household appliances under. That, that is uh, not cool for Mother's Day. Sorry. <laughs> or socks or cool. coffee blankets and ridiculous yeah. tea mugs. No, Venus like, is in Aries. You're right. Like this like, is function, yeah, not Aries, fashion. Yeah, too. Venus and Aries like, I want my time and I want to do it alone and I want to go somewhere that mm-hmm. I want to do. So it's a bit of a I want Mother's Day. So if you are starting to get those questions from your other halves, like, what do you want to do for father, for Mother's Day? Um, yeah, I I want. I <laughs> go want. for it. Yes. <laughs> me time. Me yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. That's so Venus and Aries, isn't it? To be just be yeah. like, I want my me time. I want to yep. do it solo. I want to do it on my own. Footloose and fancy free. She's just an independent warrior, kind of yep. rocking it on her own. Yeah. Basically. And it might even be going out and getting active. I mean, for me, the ideal me time is literally throwing the board on the roof and driving <laughs> to the beach and not having little people under feet and just being able to get in the surf and, you know, get in the surf full stop without holding a toddler. So. Yeah, it absolutely. might be a yoga yoga retreat or, or something a day off. You know, doing something a bit more active, a bit more. Um, mm. Yeah, that's definitely Venus in Aries, isn't it? I want to be fit, like at the fire. I want to be moving. I want to be active. You know, go on a big hike or a bushwalk or something. Yeah. You know, go even like go to a dance class with some girlfriends or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, so there's some tips. There are some tips. So my gosh, like we've just I know, gone I through feel that like episode. We did that, but we Venus and Aries that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is our we, we've kept to um, our maximum listening time, so this is great. Shall we just call it a day then? <laughs> We're going to be back next week. We, we'll always have more to say. Are we already um, at half an hour? God, that's fine. No, we're at like twenty-three minutes. But we've covered all our material, is what we're saying. Like well, we didn't, you know. 
what we've promised our listeners, what we've kept talking about, maybe because Venus is in Aries, we could do this, is talking about the types of exercise you can do depending on your Mars um, and what element it's in. Okay. Well, you lead the way, Lishi. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yep. Yep. This is not what you're putting down. Okay. So I've got Mars in an air sign. I've got Mars in Aquarius. So the air signs. Reading is your cardio. Reading is, but I have actually been on a cardio (laughs) machine at the gym reading. Yes. Speaking, talking, talking is her cardio. I remember walking with Kel way back when. And it was like, I think our mouths went faster (laughs) than our legs. (laughs) We've got a lip workout. Um, I have actually, when I was editing my first ebook on Saturn, I think it was Saturn in Scorpio, I took my manuscript to the gym and I edited edited it on the treadmill. I love that. I'd fall <laughs> off. I, thought it was I great. would so fall off. So basically, Mars in an air sign, Mars in Gemini, Libra, or Aquarius, you've got to keep your head busy. So w- working out with a friend, like Leash, we used to do our beautiful walks around Cremorne Point, anything where you can talk or socialize at the same time. Yep. The other thing, I really like um, sports or games like tennis where there's a bit of strategy involved, like you've really got to think about what you're doing. So that's my tip for Mars in air signs. Um, Things that breathe too. Yeah, the breath stuff is important. So, I mean, that's what I really like Pilates for because I feel like I go to Pilates and, yes, it's great for my core, but it's good for my brain too. Mm. And yoga as well, like anything with with a, a lot of breathing. I mean, not necessarily the hot yoga, but you know, I I think the uh, yanga or the um, hatha yoga, where there's just it's so much about the breath. It it brings you back in that way, it gets you out of your head in a way as well. So what Mars other elements? Sign. What about you, Cass? You're Mars in Earth. I'm Mars in Taurus, and um, I do powerlifting. Of course. <laughs> So, and, you know, in our WhatsApp chats, I've been talking to you at the gym in between sets. So that's what I love about powerlifting. You go in, you pick up something like three to five, anything more than five is cardio times. And then you have these long breaks in between sets. It's just so perfect for my astro, right? (laughs) And so um, I've been doing kind of like a, a different block um, and this block that I've just entered into last week is heavier weight, uh, lower reps. And I'm just, oh, my God, I'm loving powerlifting again because it's suited to what I do. When it's on the other end of the scale and the reps are a little bit higher and the weight is a little bit lower, I'm like, oh, what, 10 reps? No way. Like, <laughs> just keep it short, heavy and hard, and I'm down. Yep. Yep. So and anything so, that's persistence, yeah. endurance. You know, so exactly. Like, Capricorn yeah. is great for like the long distance running or the endurance things that go mm. for a long time and, yeah. you know, things that, you know, the endurance and long lasting. Exactly. And so that is one thing with powerlifting. Like, you know, I might have four exercises to do, but it will take me two hours to get through it. So I'm yeah. paper. I'm, it looks I'm short. done. Short. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And my water's like, what? Like, oh, that's I, too hard. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's just a little bit about how it works for me. And I've been doing a little bit of research about people who are into strength sports and they often do have, you know, a Mars square satin or some, you know, heavy components in their charts. So I always yeah. do think about your Mars square satin as part of that. It real is that. Yeah. Pushing the against aspect. the force. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. It's like a yeah. three minutes. So it's, it's tight as. And yeah, just that, you know, walking up to the bar, picking it up. Oh, it's exhilarating. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. But yeah, so that's just, you know, just such a pure um, manifestation of how that heavy earth uh, Mars works works for me at least. Yeah. Mm. Love it. Yeah. And what about you, Leash, with Mars in the water signs? Because you have Mars in Scorpio, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all about water swimming. I, you know, I used to do synchronized swimming when I was younger. Um, oh I've goodness. always been a swimming. I know, I know the nose clip and everything. That's what I was visualizing. Yeah. <laughs> to be able to do a full 20-minute routine. I could swim a 50-metre pool underwater without coming up for breath. I know, crazy, huh? So that's what Mars in Water wants to do. Just so I've always been around water as much as possible and I know others with Mars in Water is the same. And just the meditative element of swimming laps just does it for me. But, you know, active water sports as well, surfing, water skiing, all that kind of stuff, Um, supping now, a lot of people are into that. But also the flow of dance, Um, that's a thing for me as well. And it's almost like that Mars loves the repetitive beat. Um, So it's it's like that drumming dancing or, or dancing where there's like a heavy beat is often something that Mars in water science loves as well. But, yeah, but don't cast. I know. Beats. <laughs> <laughs> I could get down to heavy metal if I had to, Cass. <laughs> yeah, we, we'd have a great time at the Metallica concert. I know. So, have I we covered all come. the elements? Have we? Have we missed one? Fire. 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 Oh yeah, fire. let's do fire. You know, they love the competition. You know, they want mm-hmm. to beat everybody and they want to win. Um, so. And I was talking in my class the other day about the runners, like when Mars is in Aries, they run with the head, you can see them. And they're often the people who do the short distance or the hurdles or things like that. And then you've got the Leos that literally run with their chest out. I think, um, what's his name? Uh, the big is, tall African-American. Yes. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's a Mars in Leo or a Leo son or something. He just literally runs with his heart out. They just run that way. And they're generally the the kind of the middle distance. And then the Sagges, they just pump with their legs. You could just see their thighs going up and down like pistons. Um, and, yeah, and the speed that they can get to. And they like the free range like the horse. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on Mars in Fire? I mean, that's down pat. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> it. Yeah, they, I mean, the competitiveness, the hot, the fast pace, the high intensity, that's what Mars in a fire sign tends to be like. But it'll be interesting for our listeners to let us know if they mm. see any connection between the types. So if you guys at home listening, can you see any link between the type of exercise um, that you like to do with the Mars placement in your chart? I do have Mars in the 12th house in my chart and I actually prefer to go walking by myself. Mm. It's one of my favourite things to do. Yeah, my Mars is in the 12th and I like to go solo and powerlifting is not really a team sport. Not really a team sport, <laughs> yeah. I, and I flip a little because I do have Mars in Aquarius, so I like to walk with friends occasionally. I do like to play tennis, of course, which is not a solo sport. But I do, you know, when I lived in Sydney, I used to walk almost every day down by Cremorne Point and that was just, mm. it was like heaven and therapy and movement all at the same time. Mm. Yeah. It was funny, you girls, we were talking just about fire and, um, you know, what kind of gets them going and you were talking about running and I had that 
that sort of sound of Jerry Seinfeld in one of those episodes going, I choose not to run because, you know, that's my choice is to not run. (laughs) (laughs) And I just had to have a quick look at the ephemeris and, uh, you know, Google his birth date. And I remembered he was a Taurus. I'm like, yeah, that sounds true. And Mars in Capricorn. So, yeah, Mm. he's not running either. He's not running (laughs) at all. Yeah. And I've got Mars in the seventh. So all I want to do, like surfing with buddies, like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Well, there is a bit of that too. But, no, I love surfing with friends. Like I hate going surfing on my own. I love to be with friends. So, and walking as well. Like I I usually am listening to you guys on WhatsApp when I'm walking. So I'm kind of taking you with me. That's true. Yeah. Our, our little private yeah. chit chat group. So yeah, yeah Mars and well, workout. Yeah, well, yeah, like drop a comment in the box and let us know, like, what's your Mars sign, and you know what sports and activities do you like to do. So yeah, I think we've kind of covered up everything we wanted to talk about today. So mm-hmm. well, we'll uh, got anything on quickly. Anyone wants to announce? We're all just in conference prep and things, or. Yeah, I do have my monthly astrology subscription that I need to give a shout out for. So if anybody wants even more astrology each week, that is a paid service that you can sign up for via my homepage, the monthly astrology subscription. Awesome. And Yulishi, do you have anything quickly to let people know about? Wait, no, I will. I do have a couple of consult spaces open and I will be prepping for, oh, the psychic fair on Monday, Yay. on sun, Saturday and Sunday. So for those who are on the Gold Coast or in Brisbane, head on down to Carrara Markets and I will be there all weekend doing little mini cool. readings. And, and you're you going to say another thing, Kel? Sorry, I know I completely keep forgetting. I'm teaching in New York on Saturday, oh, May yes. 18th. Um, I'm doing a workshop, a full day workshop on progressions for the New York NCGR group. So if you just Google New York NCGR events or Kelly astrology, it'll come up and you can register for that. So if that's local for you, I look forward to seeing you then. Otherwise, that's it for me. Yay, awesome. What about you, Cass? Have you got anything, honey? Um, I'm just in Norwalk prep. Um, also, because I'm spending a month in the US, then I'll be down in San Diego in June. And I'm doing a a Friday night talk and a Saturday talk um, for the San Diego Astrological Society. So just trying to get all my, you know, things together um, prior to jetting off across the Pacific. Woohoo. Woohoo. (laughs) All righty. Fantastic. Thanks, girls. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye for now. Happy Mother's Day.